This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. Yo, yo, it's the Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Rafi. What's good? It's Colorado's favorite faithful black man, Davey. Lies. How you feeling today, bro? <laughs> hey, I'm already lit. You know what we haven't done in a while? What have we not done? Dad jokes. Dad jokes. You got one? Or are you ill-prepared? I'm ill-prepared. All right, no, fuck it. What's going on in the world today? Um, uh, what's going on in the world today? Um, uh, Jamel Hill, the ESPN trying to get rid of her. It's fucked up. But... We, we stand by our proud and strong black woman. We do. Like we always do. Like we always do, Tierra. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. In entertainment news, the BT Awards coming up, um, or they came up, depending on when we drop this. Because uh, when is it? Top of October, some shit like that. Oh, yeah. We could talk about the... Um... Let's talk about the nominations. Um, I feel like they made up some nominations just so... Like, shout out to Cardi. She deserves all of them. But I feel like they made up, like, hella nominations this year. They got, like, Hustler of the Year. Yeah, all no. kind of crazy shit. Hell no. But she got, like, ten nominations. She crazy, black. Yeah, I'm pulling up the uh, the nominees right now if you want to stall real quick. Okay, man. Shout out to Barrel's Beer. Um, this is a good beer. It's delicious. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Rhino Supply. Um, definitely. Go get you that two grams for twenty five dollars. Charge down to Rhino Supply. It's the plug for medical marijuana. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, and the fuck everybody that said I look like the dude from the Everest College commercials on our Rhino Supply <laughs> commercial. <laughs> I seen those comments. I just didn't want to respond because it hurt my feelings. Man, fuck <laughs> everybody that say I look like Lawrence. I don't look like that nigga. Yeah, he's Lawrence from Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> First you was Childish Gambino. Now you're Lawrence from Insecure. Man, I look like everybody. Man, y'all don't know who I look like. So let's see. So here's every some... nigga with a dad hat is baby. <laughs> <laughs> so here's some of the categories: best hip hop video, best collabo, duo or group, mm. hot ticket performer, mm. lyricist of the year, mm. video director of the year, DJ of the year, Word. producer of the year, MVP of the year, single of the year, best new hip hop artist, hustler of the year. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Uh, made you look award. What the fuck is that? <laughs> best mixtape, sweet sixteen, best featured verse, impact track. Alright, you wanna do some predictions? Let's let's check out some of these. Uh I wanna check out this Sweet Sixteen Best Featured Verse. Mm. Uh the nominees are Chance the Rapper on I'm the One, Gucci Man Man, Gucci Mane <laughs> on Black Beatles, uh Lil Uzi Vert on Bad and Bougie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicki yeah. yeah. Minaj <laughs> on Rake It Up, she probably gonna get that. Uh Ty Dollar Sign on Ain't Nothing. That was Wiz Khalifa ideas. on Ain't Nothing. Yeah, I think Nicki's gonna get it. Wait, it's two niggas it. from the same song? Yeah. Okay. Um, Nicki's gonna get it because once you play, uh, no. play, play Nicki's she verse and break it. Nah, she did. But out the right from China. Some said, like, shit about China. China. Five Chinas, one vagina. Vaginas. What rhymes with China? She did kind of kill that. But no, nah, I'm gonna go with Chance on the one. But yeah. contextually, the, the Chinas were uh, well placed. 
They were. Yeah. But it's, it's between her and Chance, obviously. But I'm going to go with Chance. You know, people kind of just sleep on Lil Uzi's verse on Bad and Bougie. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because he said yeah like 80 times. Well, like, if you actually listen to how that how he like came about, how he got on the song, yeah. like Offset was talking about he made it and... He got left all bad and bougie. No, 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 that was take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but but Offset was like saying that uh, he made it, and it was kind of one of those things where like Uzi was just like, "Bro, come on, let me get on that song. Like, let me get on that song." So he was like, "All right." Yeah, go he for was it. like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Wait, what kind of rock? Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah. How about the uh, hustler of the year? Let's see, hustler of the year. Let me go ahead and get this pulled up real quick. Shout out to uh, the internet. What is it? Cardi B versus uh, DJ Khaled. Let's see, Hustler of the Year, we have Cardi B, mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper, mm. Diddy, mm. DJ Khaled, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I feel like it has to come down to Cardi B and DJ So Khaled. I feel like Diddy and Jay-Z, especially Jay-Z, should be exempt from awards. From yeah. Now. Like, it's kind of like when you retire athlete's jersey. <laughs> like, we know this nigga's a hustler. Like, come on, bro, that's Jay-Z. Like, like getting voted in the Hall of Fame every year. Yeah, like, why? All right, we get it, bro. Yeah. Like. Man. Still dope. I'd have to give it to Cardi B because I think DJ Khaled would have been more last year as far as hustler up. Eh, Khaled be doing some shit. I would give it to Cardi because she independently did it, and Khaled got that monster machine behind him. But Khaled be doing some shit, man. But I, I'm probably get that to Cardi. I think I'll they created have, that. I'll for have Cardi. to go with Cardi. Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. We all on one accord. Single of the year. Ooh, I know what it is in my it's mind. Getting hot. To see if it's even nominated. So we got Bad and Bougie. Mm. Bodak Yellow, mm. Humble, Mask Off, and Wild Thoughts. Damn. Mm. Not wild that one's kind of tough. I said, because listen, Bad and Bougie. Yo. Been, it got to be Bad and Bougie. Bad and Bougie been popping since last summer. I was about to yeah, say, I feel like real. that was last year, though. Bad and Bougie? But Didn't I mean, it drop like last fall? It's had like yeah. an entire year run. Like, but I guess, you, yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to have to go with Bad and Bougie. I wasn't even thinking about Bad and Bougie. I was thinking Humble. But. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably going to have to say that. What were all the options again? Uh, bad and Bougie, Bodak Yellow, Humble, Mask Off, Wild Thoughts. Yeah, it's Bad and Bougie. But Mask Off might be kind of... I would go Mask Off. Mask yeah. Off would be like the sleeper. <laughs> but if you that ask any woman in the world, they're going to say Bodak Yellow. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I've seen Bodak Yellow played in the club. No, nah, it turns it does, to a zoo. Like what it does to women, like... Of all ages, man. My damn fire. You thought if like Diamond and Princess's <laughs> verse and Nuck if you buck was crazy, it might like, be play Bodak Yellow. But I think but that shit turned into a monster. You can't give her everything though. Or you can. Fuck it. But get Bad and Bougie though, that yeah. shit like brain supreme, dog. Yeah. Let's get like two more. <sighs> let's see, what else do we have? We have uh let's see, best new hip hop artist. Cardi. Uh we best have movie. Amine. Nope. Cardi B, nope. Kodak Black, nope. Playboy Cardi, nope. T Grizzly. Hey yo, so it's Cardi B. Listen, Magnolia Kodak is my Black shit. And Playboy yo. Cardi, there's like a that's tight. Magnolia is dope, but not. Nah. I will mm. Millie rock till my elbows get osteoporosis. It's something about that, <laughs> something about that beat, bro. <laughs> it comes on, you go stupid, but overall, you gotta say they, they gonna give it to Cardi B anyway. You gotta say Cardi on we, that. We one. are we already know what that's gonna look like. I mean, they just they threw him in there. His album is cool, but. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that one song was like real cool. That Carolina yeah, crew, yeah. but no, see that ain't even me. That you talking about oh. Gold Link? Damn, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> damn, you know that nigga. My bad. <laughs> All right, let's get one more. Uh, producer of the year. Ooh, we have DJ Khaled, DJ Mustard, London on the track, 
Metro Boomin, mm. Michael made it, mm. Pharrell Williams. Wait, so are they are they saying they Khaled? They're putting him in there with people who are actually making just beats. About to say. I know, but a lot of people say he never made beats. He but, did used to make. But, but Khaled is like a Diddy type of producer. Yeah, there's like, different yeah. levels. There's beat Executive makers. Producer, and, yeah. Right? yeah, he's like you know. Khaled's like press this type button to make this yeah, type sound yeah. type guy. Like it, for Another me, it's going to be between Metro Boomin and Pharrell. Pharrell this year? And you ain't heard Neon Gods? Well, Neon Gods goes, but we talk about like over the whole entire year. All right, let's see. What Metro Boomin is on every track. Yeah. Now you're going to make me have to look up. <laughs> if what young Pharrell Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Pharrell Williams production. Hey, he did. Hey, he did all the songs on Despicable Me Three. Yeah, that shit was enjoyable. Getting that crazy bag. <laughs> yeah, I watched that movie like just like yeah. alone, like yeah, man. super high. Those little voices crack me up. <laughs> when you really getting did. DreamWorks money, man, or whatever they are. Let's see, 2017. So we got Vic Mensa. He did OMG. He did. But see how you just had to look up. Like he we did. know Pharrell's though. Pharrell's another he, one of those. But I'm saying like, he did Bylon on uh, Two Chains. Pretty girls like trap music. Nigga, Metro okay. Boomin did every song. He did Neon Guts. <laughs> he did Uno Mas by. He's like, what song did Metro Boomin not do? Would be the harder question. Did he? He did Despacito probably. Let's see if we're looking at 2016. <laughs> he produced uh, Pink and White by Frank Ocean. Nope. Uh, Pharrell's my guy, but yeah. I gotta give it to Metro Boomin once some more. Yeah, I'm looking at 2016 and 17. Yeah, we might have to give it to Metro Boomin. Oh, well, because Metro Boomin did uh everything. Bad and bougie. Yep. And every fucking thing else Didn't he do mask off I'm not. surprised they didn't put uh, Murder Murder beats In there this year What What did I think DJ Mustard Fell off this year Yeah I mean I don't think He fell off I think he just That sound got played out Real <coughs> He was quick. just He was just touring this year yeah. Anyways uh, Wait I gotta look up Metro Boomin Discography real quick His Man it's, it's fucking deep just so I wonder if Future gets like publishing credits for like Metro his, little, his little tag and like, all Metro's oh my gosh he's Metro. cashing out on that holy cow yeah um where should I start Shy Glizzy Big Sean Bounce Back Voices in My Head Sacrifices um Future Mask Off you can Spray. go for an entire year on Future, Metro Future My Collection Sorry YFN Lucci Ammunition Nav uh, Starlito, Young Scooter, Block, Young Dolph. Everybody. I'm telling you, it'd be harder to say who has he not produced. Anybody's like big hit from 2017. It was either Metro Boomin or Mike Will made it. Yeah. Post Malone, DJ Khaled, 21 Savage, Lana Del Yeah, so how, Khaled shouldn't even count because like his shit is produced by other producers. Yeah, that's Amine, what I'm saying. That's kind of weird. Lecrae, Lucy Burt. Yeah. We might have to give it to uh, Metro Boomin. Yeah, he got that. Still been working this. This and that was all from this year, man. But shit. Speaking about music, hey, we got a special guest in the building. Too. Who we have? Hey, man. So off top, before we get into the juicy shit, or man. Whatever. What happened? No, no. <laughs> off top, your name has been mentioned a lot of times in a positive light on this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as just like you know, artists that people are looking forward to seeing do more in the city, and people want to rise and just whatever. This guy right here is pretty dope, man. He goes by the name of Tripper Jones. Hey. What up, what up, what up, what up? Let's go, let's go. How you feeling, bro? Feeling good. Yeah. So for the people who don't know, who are you? What do you do? Uh, Tripper Jones. Um, I'm a musician, I guess. I don't play any instruments, though. So, so I, I just hate, like, some people are like, oh, you're a rapper. 
I don't really see myself as a rapper. Right. But so, I mean, I guess so like you're an artist. Yeah, but I, I also hate the people that are like I'm not a rapper. I'm an artist. So yeah, yeah. I just I make <laughs> I make music that I like and uh, I can make shit of all all different genres. But um, for the most part, kind of hip hop, R and B, fusion. Right. Yeah. Would you say you're more hip hop or R and B? Because I know you got that vibe of both, but which one would you prefer if you had the box? I mean, I'm definitely a, like more of an R and B fan myself, so mm. I think a lot of my music, uh, I guess, leans a little more on the R and B side, especially lately. I mean, I used to be like a, doing like boom bap rap yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. years back, but when I met you. You had a different name. Yeah, yeah. What was the name before that? <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things we <laughs> before the episode. Like, like, yo, yo, yo! It's like a trip. <laughs> no, I, I like went by uh, T Nasty. I went by Rhythm. It was like R I T H I M back when that was when I was working at KMG. Word. Um, oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not the worst. But um, what was your name before that? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I first started ever making music, like I was, I've, I've, I've always been like the biggest Lil Wayne fan. Like, like I've always listened to Lil Wayne. I've listened to like every song he's ever ever put out. But uh, um, I came up with a genius, genius idea to uh, call myself H Weezy. Uh, hey. Yeah, way back in the <laughs> way back in the day. H Weezy. Yeah. H Weezy. Yeah. So, there's a few uh few old cuts I still got, you know, on the on the laptop from from those days, but you guys will never hear those ever. <laughs> How yeah. long you been doing? How long have I been making, making music? music? Um, I started when I was about well, I started out I was uh I just did like um was really interested in like poetry when I was younger. So I did a bunch of poetry. I in- entered in a few uh like poetry competitions where you submit a poem and you know people uh like they have a panel that votes on it or whatever but then uh when i was about i think it was like 13 or 14 years old i really uh you know bought my own usb microphone and illegally downloaded this uh software called mixcraft i don't know if you guys ever yeah shout out yeah shout out mixcraft one time (laughs) big sponsor of mine no um but yeah so uh started doing that i was kind of like just like i used to like write songs for like my siblings like birthdays and shit and give it to them and stuff and then um kind of like more into high school and later in high school i i started like really wanting to take it seriously and then I wanted to get in on like the engineering side and you know do more than just you know write lyrics and stuff. So um, then that's when I started getting into engineering and stuff. So right, and that's what you did at KMG. Yep, yep. What that's happened right. with KMG? This one's free, Greg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Greg. I guess. Um, <laughs> Yeah, with KMG, it was... Relax, man. I got to... Nope. I got to cultivate these... Uh, no, it's mine. You, you're good. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can hey, stay over there. All right. Hey, that was, was tripping. I asked the question. Me. It wasn't no, I mean, I was tripping graffiti. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're me, still good. Me and Greg don't have any like, hard feelings towards each other. Um, I definitely have like opinions of my own, but... I don't. Um, I, don't hold, <laughs> I don't hold anything against anybody. Um, yeah, I mean, with KMG, I was young, and, you know, uh, I had gone to Metro downtown and was trying to do the music program there, and it was kind of moving, like, it's real slow at the beginning, like, you're just in class, you're not in the studio or anything, so right. KMG gave me an opportunity to go and work in a studio and learn the shit I wanted to, like, right away without doing, like, a random history class and shit like that, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, I went up there, but, you know, I... 
like I had to pay to work there for the first. Damn, I keep dropping everything. I had to uh, I had to pay to work there yeah. pretty much to start out as like an intern or an apprentice as they called it. So it was a good like I gave Greg a good like seven grand of uh, my money, and it was supposed to be a year long program before I could engineer on my own. Um, but like four months into it, he was like, yeah, you know, I, right as soon as I had paid all my money, he was like, yeah, you know, you're good. Like you can start engineering. So I quickly learned once I was in sessions that like, yo, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, right. I'm, I'm not good at this. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, as an artist, when you go into a, a session with the engineer, like you're trying to like get work done and, and, right. you know, um, create. And so when your engineer is like real slow or like. They don't know how to do things you're talking about. It's It can be frustrating. So a lot of my first clients and stuff, you know, it was a kind of one and done type deal because they were like, yeah, like, this guy sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go work with Bugs or whatever. So, um, but I mean, you know, shout out Bugs because where Greg wasn't able to sit down with me and teach me and do that stuff, uh, you know, Bugs picked up Slack and uh, there's another engineer there, Ryan who lives in Nashville now that, you know, would welcome me into his sessions and let me sit with them and really uh, kind of teach me the things I needed to know. And uh, DeColo, too. Shout out DeColo. Um, because him and I moved moved in together after KMG, and that's really where I learned most of my engineering stuff was at our home studio. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, KMG was cool. It was just... Uh, you know, I I put in 60, 70 hour weeks there, and I never saw more than three hundred fifty bucks on a paycheck every Damn. two weeks. So, and you know, it was always said that that was you know my fault, and if I worked harder or all the shit, then I would make more money. But um, that's just not how it was set up, and so you know that's why none of the people that worked there when I worked there still work there, except you know a few people that you know aren't engineers. There. But um, so yeah, I mean. You know, it, it sucked because I, you know... It was a lesson. Yeah, it was definitely a lesson. But, you know, more importantly, like, it was definitely preached, like, this is a family kind of thing KMG right. was. And, uh, you know, everyone had to change their Instagram names to say KMG in it. And, you know, you always had to wear the shirts everywhere. And, you know, we really, like, went out and, like, repped for KMG. We were at every event and everything trying to, you know, network or whatever. And, uh, right. you know, kind of... I don't know. I just didn't. At the end of the day, I didn't feel like people had my best interests in mind. You had to do your own thing. And I had to, yeah, had to do my own thing. So, um, but I mean, me and Decolo, when we set up the studio at our house, we, you know, we had a good amount of clients that came over from KMG and worked with us. And, you know, Bugs branched off and did his own thing with Young, Young Amsterdam. And, you know, they're obviously prospering and, and doing well. So right. it all worked out in the end, but um, definitely a lesson. So, uh, who are some of your musical influences? My musical influences, um, just as far as like anybody or like local people. Or How like, uh, what inspires you? Well, so I, like I said earlier, I used to do uh, like you know like real like rapidy rapidy rap rap you know, right. and uh, I went through this whole thing where I kind of like almost like given up on music. Like I knew I still wanted to do it, but I was at a point where I was just so frustrated with uh, myself and just situations around me. Uh, Chance the Rapper, his uh, Acid Rap um, mm. project, like... Is Chance independent? <laughs> I think he... I mean... Fuck all that. So, <laughs> so his Acid Rap project. <laughs> yeah, so his Acid Rap project, I actually... Um, and I don't, like, I don't think anybody should do this or 
whatever but you know i got the full experience of that project i guess is the best way to put it and he was on acid yeah yeah <laughs> well, i spent a good three months like like i did a lot of that stuff for a while allegedly allegedly yeah um <laughs> but uh dude like that shit like changed my life like i started literally like after that i, I started hearing melodies in my head that i never heard before i started like trying to kind of like sing a little bit and right. Man, like, shit was just so much different after, and like, I still listen to that project today, and it gives me chills sometimes, just because there were times I was, like, just sitting in my room alone listening to that shit in the dark, like, completely, you know, nothing else but the music, um, what I was hearing, and, like, that was one of the first times I really felt, like, a, like, deeper connection with music, so I always will, you know, give Chance the Rapper props for that, because that was a amazing project um but yeah i mean i grew up listening to a lot of usher um a lot of eminem too Lil wayne um i was never like a big jay-z fan a lot of kanye yeah. um a good segue though um talking about acid rap because i was gonna say when was that moment where you feel like you were like i finally found my sound see i still don't feel like i found it completely honestly mm, really? to this day um i don't think i've, I've found that like pocket yet you know yeah. what i'm saying because there's artists like, like, uh, man, even like people like Kodak Black or something. You listen to like old music and then you listen to, you know, their newer stuff and you're like, all right, they're like right in that pocket. They know exactly what works. They got yeah. a formula. Like, I still don't feel like I'm all the way there. I feel like I'm close, but, um, it's something I still like struggle with because I'm still trying to figure out, you know, the, how exactly I want to do this and, because any any major artist you listen to, you know, no matter what song they're on, they have that that sound. Like Travis Scott, for instance, he's on that. Uh, what's that song on the radio now with the girl? Um, Love. What's this? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but like even that song, you know, it's kind of different from him. But when he comes on, it's just like typical Travis Scott, and it's what you expect and what people want. So that's weird though, because like listening to your music now. As a listener, it kind of sounds like you found your pocket. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. Like, I, I mean, mean I, on features or whatever, and it's kind of like, all right, that's you don't sound like anybody but Tripper right now. Yeah, no, I mean, not in the sense that I, like, uh, I don't know, I guess I just, um, even with the shit, like, I've been making, like, in the studio recently, like, um, like, I really like that. I know you want me to quit playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like, yo, what's weird is, like, I was, like, um, on acid when I made that song allegedly allegedly <laughs> and uh and that was one like another one of those moments where I was like yo this is like like right. I'm feeling it like this is it there's a couple songs I made like I made like three or four songs that same night and they're all like on that same exact like uh genre or or vibe or whatever. Dang, so I'm like just one tab away from a hit. <laughs> so no, but but like that's a struggle for me cuz sometimes I'm like damn like should I just take some some of that again and like try to get back to that place? But at the same time, like as an artist, you're always evolving, and and you know, right. uh, honestly, I don't want to do that shit anymore because like it got like, you know, it was kind of too much at one point where it's just right. like not the I wasn't like addicted to acid, but you like that shit's not a joke at all. Like that's right. some. Do you feel like you can still reach that place creatively? Yeah, I just feel like uh, I I definitely can. I just. Um, it's all about like kind of the things you things and people you surround yourself with and right. uh that's like a, a bigger part of it rather than you know the drugs can like let you get to that place but also 
um, just who who you're surrounded surrounding yourself with and, and the vibe and everything. So, you know, as of late, I haven't had a lot of just like uh, free like alone time and shit. So, right. um, it, you know, I've noticed it's been harder to kind of get to that place because I'm not just like in my own world and stuff. But I definitely can get to that, you know, get to, back to that place, I guess. So as, as an artist, I've noticed that you've really uh, risen uh, quite quickly through through the ranks. Why do you think that's uh, that's happened? Man, I don't know. Because, like, honestly, there used to be a point, like, uh, even early on when I was living with Colo, where, like, you know, um, I felt like I was making a lot of good shit and wasn't getting, you know, that kind of notoriety and stuff. And honestly, it was, like, a talk I had with Trev one time that was, like, you know, I sent him a song and he just came back to me and said, I was like, yo, is this like, you're not there yet. Like, you know, just grind it out. Keep going. Keep pushing. Don't listen to what other people say. Don't, you know, just do you and kind of, you know, and, you know, the pep talk. the notoriety and stuff will come, you know, come with that. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I like, uh. I don't know exactly why it's happened. I've just been working, man. Like, I just, you know, I try to just keep to myself. I, You know, I used to kind of go out a lot more and stuff, and I kind of, you know, tone that back and just um, keep to myself. I try to stay out of drama as much as possible. Right. Although, uh, Doing great you know, so far. Drama <laughs> will find you sometimes, but, um, you know, I don't know why it is. You know, I think, I, I don't know, I guess people just, some people feel the music and... You know, I think people, when they meet me and stuff, you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm not, I don't act like a dick to anybody or act like I'm better than anybody. So, um, That's real. Yeah. So. Was there a point where you feel like you kind of had an aha moment? Like, hey, people are kind of actually paying attention to what I'm doing now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, part of that was, I guess, like, uh, the first time I did that, like, me, Decolo, and Damien, the architect, we all had, like, a little, like, crew together or whatever. And it wasn't people like, you know, I don't know. There's two different kind of scenes. There's like the younger scene that's like high school, college kids. And um, Damien, like Damien had a lot of those like fans and followers and stuff. And we kind of started to tap into that crowd instead of, because, you know, I'm only 23 years old right now. So a lot of people I was around, you know, older people, not old, but, you know, older than me. And uh, so we kind of started to tap into that crowd, and we were seeing a lot of success with just, like, plays and numbers and stuff. And I was like, you know, um, it kind of gave – I kind of had, like, a moment where I was like, you know, maybe I should kind of rethink where, you know, where my where my listeners are going to come from and stuff. Because, honestly, as a 23-year-old kid, it's hard to get, you know, a lot, like, people in their 30s and, right, right, and you know, late 20s and, and stuff to to relate as much as, you know, younger kids. But, um, so, yeah, that was kind of one. But also, you know, when I went out to L.A. and realized that, you know, I had been doubting myself a lot at that time and just seeing that, you know, people actually were like, yo, this is tight. Like, you can write, you know, this, this shit sounds good. That was kind of another moment where I was like, yo, I could really do this. Like, you know, it's not, it's it's within reach you know what i'm saying so cool so, so let's, let's go ahead and get to the <laughs> elephant in the room yeah, yeah. speaking of la speaking of yeah. la let's talk about that whole experience la land records let's get to it yeah there was a, a, a independent label and management company that you were working with that had set up that yeah but uh, uh, opportunity yeah. for you so i'm like i'll just start from the beginning i was actually it no, was you don't have to say names I'm gonna say names. We don't, see, we don't say names here on Life Is Dope. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we we ain't right. gotta say names, but we can. But uh, <laughs> so I just start. No, we beginning. will. What can we will? So I was actually I was doing a I was doing a podcast. It was like just a friend of ours. She had she had this like you know it was in the basement of someone's mom's house kind of kind of deal whatever. But um, we left. It was like 10 p.m. We're driving home and. I get a. I had two missed calls while I was in the podcast from a number I didn't know, and then I got a text or text or voicemail or something like that. It was like, "Yo, what up? Call me. Like, I want to go out to LA. Like, all this stuff." It was Andre. So keep in mind, like, I don't know Andre. Like, not somebody that supports my music. Not somebody that I'm friends with. You know, we've never more than said, "Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you." That kind of deal. So. I don't know who this dude is, but obviously, you know, you know, I'm 20, I think I was still 21 at the time. I'm, you know, hyped that somebody wants to take me to LA and, right. and go to labels and stuff like that. So I'm like, cool. He's like, yo, we need to get out there by Monday. Like, like you need to get a flight out there for Monday. So my mom works at Southwest Airlines. So I'm like, yo, you know, can we get a flight out for Monday? And, you know, because I'm broke as shit at the time. I'm like... You know, I can't buy a flight. I can't buy a hotel, whatever. Um, okay, so we know who the plug for Southwest is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, shout out my mom. Um, she got me, like, one of the non-revenue tickets. Flew standby, got out there. I got out there, like, real early in the day because I had to fly standby. So I went on the early flight, and I walked around. I took a Uber from the airport and walked around Hollywood for hours and hours with this huge-ass bag and just waiting. Um, the only hotel I could afford was a Motel 6 right off Hollywood Boulevard, and that's the room I booked for Andre and me under my name on my credit card. So, you know, um, we get out there, whatever. I go and meet uh, Andrew Grant for the first time, who works at works with Atlantic and Warner or whatever. Shout out to Drew. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I met Andrew out there, and, and he came and met us at the hotel, whatever. So the plan was we were going to have meetings with, like, publishing companies, and we were supposed to have sessions up at Atlantic. But, you know, I was only going to be there for about four days, so Andrew couldn't get me into a recording session. So we were sitting there literally doing nothing for four days. Like, then they finally, you know, get me into a – or they asked me – we go to a session at uh, Paramount Studios, and um, it was a session with Verse Simmons and – this uh female singer man she's kind of big right now jesse reyes mm. and uh so we were in the session with them and we were kind of you know i i played like one or two songs and then they were just working on shit and uh we went outside and we were smoking and that's when they asked me like yo you need to stay here for a month like can you do it and i have a job back here so you know i kind of said maybe this is that moment where you say I got to drop everything back home and just try to make it work out here. Right. And so, you know, I called my family and stuff and talked to them, and I ended up deciding, you know, I'll stay out there. Um, I had a friend from Denver that lives out there in Studio City, so I was like, you know, I'll stay with him and whatever. Um, And so, you know, I made the decision to stay out there. They were like, you know, we're going to get a publishing deal. You're going to have all this money, all this stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. So... I'm staying with my friend or whatever, and, you know, he starts getting weird about, you know, me staying there because, you know, his whole family, he lives with his mom right, still right. and shit. Mm-hmm. And they got a big-ass mansion, but um, oh, it yeah. just, yeah, it just wasn't, like, 
it wasn't a good fit for me to be sleeping there or whatever. So the producers that I had met um, through Andre, because I know he wants credit for introducing us, <laughs> the producers I met through Andre, um, you know, the Insomniacs, they were like, yo, bro, like, honestly, like, we believe in you. If you want, you can come crash on our couch for the month. And, uh, you know, we'll take you out, introduce you to DJs, do whatever, because Andre was going back to Denver. So I ended up staying with them, whatever. And, uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, I was up at a session at Atlantic, and I was, it was uh, doing tracks for the Suicide Squad movie. Okay. And, uh, dude, like, the vibe, like, the studio was broken. Like, they were, like, like remodeling or something. The headphones were broken. My whole vibe was just like, you know, off. And I had recorded two songs with the Insomniacs a couple of nights before. They were real dope. And we had been like drinking and smoking a little bit, whatever. So, allegedly. allegedly. So, <laughs> um, so Andrew comes into the session and he's like, you know, I want you to make stuff for, like, I need you to make stuff that's like this one song you made with the Insomniacs. And I'm like, you know, well, I'm not really in that like mood right now. Like, you know, it was like, kind of a hype environment when we were over there like every, like good energy and stuff I was like I'm just not feeling like that song and he's like uh, you know keep in mind too I have no money when I'm out there like I have nothing pretty right. much at this point so um, he's like well you need I, like I'm gonna get you some like liquor or something he's like maybe that that'll help you get in the in the vibe or whatever it's like 11am or noon or something like that I'm like not really feeling like drinking but he goes and gets um, goes and gets a bottle of like whiskey or something and comes back and I'm thinking he's just like he's like I'm gonna go get you some liquor and then he comes back and he's like hands me the receipt for this like little bottle of whiskey and he's like you know I was like bro I don't have any money he's like are you kidding me and I was like no I'm not joking you so I just feel kind of like I just feel weird at this point I'm like you know this is a weird vibe I don't really like it um, i I've been texting the Asomniacs, like, yo, I'm trying to come back to your studio so we can work or something because I don't like the vibe here. And uh, that's when, like, one of the first, like, contracts was put in front of me, like, right in the Atlantic Studios. And uh, is the number on that contract true? Because the rumor was it was $100,000. Yeah, so that's a – well, I mean, that was offered, but that wasn't on this contract. This contract was a management contract from – for Andrew. Andrew Grant. So he wanted to be my manager. We also had a guy involved named Brandon Kitchen, who's like uh, one of the head A&Rs at like Disney. He manages a producer named Wonder Girl. Um, done a bunch of stuff with Travis Scott, whatever. So he wanted to be involved. Andrew Grant wanted to be involved. And Andre wanted to all co-manage me. Mm. So um, the contract was, was put in front of me. And you remember in like school when they would – teach you how to write a poem and yeah. you double spaced it and then you would center it so all the all the you know lines are like different lengths and, right, right. and shit like that yeah. this contract was like centered it was like written up in like it was two pages long like written up in like you know 30 minutes whatever which you know I didn't care about I've never seen a big ass professional contract so I was like you know didn't think anything of it at the time but I was like alright cool Andrew like appreciate it I'm, I'm gonna take this back with me after the session I'll read it over he's like I was just hoping you could kind of, like, sign it real quick so we can get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. So, so for me, like, honestly, for me, that was the first red flag for me. I was like, I feel pressured to sign this contract right now, and I don't even know what it says. He's right. like, well, go ahead and read over it real quick. And I'm like, I need time to, like, like, this is a big decision. It's like, you know, 
whether or not it's 5%, 1%, 30%, it's a percentage of money that my music and my artistry would be making, so I right. need time to think about this. Right. So, you know, he, he kind of gave me this whole pressure, like, you know, oh, well, you know, that's the only copy I have, so make sure it's like you keep it intact and all this shit, and I was just like, all right, whatever. So I take it back to the Insomniacs, they look at it right away, and just based on the format, they were like, bruh, don't sign this, like, do not sign it. Go back and tell them you need a professional contract, like, written up, like, they need to take you seriously if you want, or if they want you to take them seriously. So right. I was like, you know, all right, so um, we, had, uh, we had had a meeting with Pulse, Pulse, uh, Pulse Publishing, and I guess they were the ones that were interested in offering me a $100,000 publishing deal. So the weird part about it, though, was Andrew and... Just to put it out there, I don't have any hard feelings against Andrew. Right. You know, uh, he's a hustler. He's out there doing his job, trying to get a check, and I respect that. But Andrew's real good friends with this girl who works there named Ashley Calhoun, and she's the person that cuts the checks at Pulse. And after a while, after looking at it, it looked like they saw this as a lick. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to give you 100000 knowing that all that's coming back to us at some point. And we're each getting, you know, a cut off the advance. And then at that point, you know, like, I want people in my corner that really want to, like, work for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, every right. single day they wake up, they're like, how can we progress this situation? Like, how do we take this to the next level? And the fact that I had only known these dudes for, you know, four or five days and they're putting all this shit in front of me, I'm like, I don't trust you guys. Like, nothing against you. I don't trust you. I don't know you. I was like this is like a big step in my career for me to just kind of willy-nilly sign a contract and be like, well, here you go. Right. So for me, how it, how it felt because of like the pressure to sign and um, all that stuff, it just kind of felt like it was like, all right, you guys want to get this quick, like five grand, 10 grand, 10 grand, and then, you know, at, then I won't be able to get a hold of you or, you know, I won't be able, you know, just... It just didn't seem like it was, you know, really people that were like, I want to invest in you. I really believe in you. Right. Now, with the Insomniacs, like, those producers, like, they have they had already had, like, bad publishing deals and been through that. Like, uh, one of the guys in the Insomniacs, his name's Trax, and his brother is Sounds. Um, oh, yeah. He's, like, you know, we've done a bunch of shit for Justin Bieber. Right. Travis Scott. A bu bunch of different people. But anyway, um, you know, we were even at his studio one night, and... You know, I guess he had done a deal with, like, Sony ATV or s something like that. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, like, the best deal or whatever. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But, you know, Trax kind of laid it out for me and was like, listen, my brother been through some shit like this. And, you know, I guarantee you if you ask him, he might regret, you know, a good five, six, seven years of his life that, you know, he could have been making bigger moves and stuff. And he was like, Trax is like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to tell you whether you can or can't do something. Like, if you want to sign it, he's like... He's like, let me tell you, like, you know, me and JG, the other guy in the Insomniacs, he's like, we signed a publishing deal for 250000 And he's like, I'll tell you what, like, you think 100000 is a lot? Like, we thought right. 250 was a lot, and that goes real fast. Like, right. Right. you know. So you just naturally it didn't feel right. Well, yeah, and, like and for me, best. too, dude, like, I'm out there on my own. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have, you know, it's not like, you know, I was kept in contact with Trev and stuff the whole time because we just, that was, um... <laughs> In the time where we were talking about the whole squizzy move and stuff, it wasn't like official yet, but we were talking and stuff, and he was like, "Bro, like, 
don't sign anything. Like is what yeah. he was saying. He's like, just don't do it. He's like, he, he's like, I've been in that exact situation with the same people out there. He's like, just don't do it. And you know, at the time, Trev was kind of upset because he knew that you know, uh, Squizzy was like interested in me as an artist, and he felt like late night crew was kind of stepping in, like stepping mm. on toes a little bit. They ended up talking about it, hashing it out, and stuff. But um, honestly, the whole thing kind of seemed seemed funny to me. And to this day, like um, for me, and you know, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but and you guys, you know, obviously don't have to say shit, but. When I talk to Andre or when I watch Andre talk to other people, um, it just, to me, it's one of those people that when you hear him talk, you you know it's like, you know, I can't believe everything he says. And I feel like there's a lot of embellishment going on and there's a lot of, like, fronting about, you know, the kind of moves, like, people are making and shit. And it's just like... He's a hustler, and I'll give him that. And he, you know, goes out and works for for what he's got and stuff. But um, there was something about it from day one, just talking to him, that I I couldn't, you know, trust him all the way. You just trusted your gut. Yeah, and it so. was just a gut feeling for me. And that's pretty bold, though, man. Like, just from the outside looking in, if you young, you out in L.A., you have nothing at this point. Somebody's like hundred thousand dollars. Most people are like, hell yeah. And just yeah. Well, at first, either got at first, in the I was like, hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, okay, awesome. Like, yo, like I need a hundred thousand right now. <laughs> like, yeah. who doesn't need a hundred thousand? But, um, you know, my my parents are both like real smart people, and um, you know, both after talking with both of them, they didn't say do it or don't do it. They just said make sure that this is right for you, and if it doesn't feel right, they're like go with your heart and go with your gut. And at the end of the day. What's supposed to happen will happen. So, so, I, so if we could ask, how yeah. long was the contract for? So, how I mean, the publishing contracts usually it's like a. It's, was it a, was it a time or was it an amount of songs? It's a so it was an amount of songs, and honestly, anybody can say what they want, but we never even got to that point. Mm. Post publishing never actually put the contract in front of me. It was told to me what the. What the amount was gonna be first? It, first, it was like fifty thousand or something like, oh, no. and so then you know he's like, oh, I can maybe get you a hundred thousand. We're thinking about maybe seventy thousand. So it was there was never anything like, yeah, we've done all this work to put this contract or whatever. But um, it was supposed to be hundred thousand, and it was gonna be you know a certain number of songs. Like yeah. one song is a hundred percent. So if you get you know, if you are one of five writers on a song and each writer gets their, whether whatever it is, 5% or whatever, and then the A&R gets their percent, the manager gets their percent, the producer, you know, right, right. all this percent. So if you get 5% off one, you know, top 10 song and they need you to get to like 700%, you know what I'm saying? Then yeah. that's years and years. You think about how many people work their whole lives to get even on the Billboard top 100, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. And so it's like, for me, it was like, you know, I didn't even know ever really what the percentage was going to be. But just based off, like, the, the vibe and, you know, my gut feeling, like, I, I, whenever they put the contract in front of me, I wasn't going to go with it. Like, it just wasn't going to be right. And I had had a meeting after I kind of cut shit off with them with a publishing company called Notting Hill out of the U.K. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, you know, they're talking about, like, Two hundred, three hundred thousand, and they're talking about that's not shit that I have to pay back. They're willing to invest that into my career. Oh wow! 
So, and a lot of artists now are kind of getting away from the deals where they give you an advance and rather you, you know, it's, you can find somebody who's sees what you're doing and they see the potential. Like Notting Hill is who the insomnia is assigned to. And he said, yo, I, I believe in you guys. I invested 250 K. He's like, I don't care when I get it back. And he's like, I'm not worried about it right now. Cause I know you guys are going to get more hits. So I was looking for something more like that than, you know, mm-hmm. cause Yo, I you know I rupture a vocal cord or or you know something happens and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never I'll be in debt the rest of my life. You know I'm glad saying? you brought that up because I was gonna ask you if you feel any regret because that whole story kind of sounds like one of those damn this is a once in a lifetime type situation. Yeah, and not to knock your artistry or anything like that, but it's like for so many artists they work for that moment. It's like damn, will that come back around? But for I have no regrets for that specific situation at all. Okay. But um, for me. See, I don't look at it like that. I'm like, yo, at 23 years old, yeah. after you know, only making music since I was 14, I don't have any kind of you know management. I don't have anything. I was like, I was able to get there. I'm like, you know, if I really put a plan together with this shit, what that shit really do? that shit was on a whim. Like that was just yeah. out out of nowhere. I'm like, if I really like, I like, yeah. There's a guy you guys know, Hustle Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South of Hustle yeah. Man. Oh, he'll walk into the the labels by himself. Like, yeah, yeah you know, I can walk in there with by myself with a plan and with you know my my epk or whatever it is and mm-hmm. show it to them and be you know i just i you know obviously people say oh i worked my whole life to get into that situation but it's like you know you also got to know like you don't want to work your whole life to get in that situation and then do something that's you know not beneficial to you right so at the end of the day you know if I would have known Andre wanted a Facebook thank you, then I'll give him a Facebook thank you. But shit didn't really leave off like that because when I was looking out for myself, they they took it personally, and it's like you want I want the check just as bad as you do, but it seems like you want the check a little more for the wrong reasons, just so you can get the check, not for my artistry. Right, right, right. So that's where you know, dude. I mean, for me, like, I've, there's nights I've fucking cried about this shit, dude. Like. Truly, like, blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I, you know, I've had nothing and put it into studio sessions. And, you know, I've gone into debt over music and stuff like that. And so for me, like, this is my, my livelihood. This is my life. And, like, if I don't feel right in something, I'm not going to do it just for a check. Like, I don't make music just for the check. Obviously, I want to make it, you know, so I can make this my career and make money off of it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a smart kid, and I'm not going to, you know, just sign sign a bunch you know there were things in the contract like power of attorney yeah. things that said that you know people had access to my bank accounts like right, right. shit that you know I'm, I'm not comfortable with it's spe- if, if, right. it, if it's my mom trying to manage me and she said hey I need power of attorney then I'm gonna be like I trust you mm-hmm. with somebody I don't know and it's nothing against those guys but I don't trust them I don't know them and I'm not gonna put my career in their hands um, but don't you think that like kind of signing a bad deal is something that just all the artists have to just go through? Nah, because I, I mean, I think people do go through it, but it's because you're more money hungry than looking at the long term, like the, you know, the end goal. Right. It's like, of course, yo, if I would have got that hundred thousand, like that would have fixed a lot in that time. But it also 
10 years down the road could have caused a lot more issues than, than it helped in that time. And I'm not, yo, know, I'll tell you straight up right now, I'm 23 years old. I would not have done well with $100,000. You would, have, you would have seen me in Epernay with all the bottles. <laughs> Mad like, bottles. <laughs> yo, I would not have been responsible with that, and that's just being, like, straight up. I would have got myself a nice-ass car and, you know, a nice place downtown and, and all this shit, and that shit would have been gone real quick. And then, I'm, right. and then I'm forcing myself to try to, you have to make a hit song instead of having it come naturally. So Damn. That's real. That's fair. That's really real. And, and honestly, the whole interview with Andre, for me – Nobody knows exactly the ins and outs of the deals and everything. It wasn't about that. It was about when asked the question, you know, I put a lot of, you know, I put my own money and my, you know, the last of what I had on the line to make that trip. And for him to say, you know, I had a free ride out there where I wasn't worried about shit and everything. That's where I, I kind of, that was like disrespectful to me because I'm like, you didn't invest that much. You were struggling at the time too. And, you know, it was, we were supposed to be doing that shit together. And just because I didn't sign your deal, now you got shit to say that I owe you or, or that, you know, you, you kind of paved the way for me. And I'm like, bro, right. I never heard of you or you never fucking posted one of my songs, liked anything, hit me up about anything, never talked to me before that time. And it's, you know, they were just looking for people in the city that they could take out there get them a quick publishing deal and you know each person they do that with that's a five grand in your pocket right there ten grand in your pocket right there and i get it go for it but i'm it's just not for me like i'm not going to be in that situation so to be able to get artists in front of you know people like atlantic or get or get them in front of pulse i mean that's something that you know not every artist has the opportunity to do yeah definitely but at the same time too like it's not on the strength of um Andrew's a guy from Denver, you know what I'm saying? He's a guy from Denver. So, obviously, that's a good, you know, it's it's nice that he's able to, if he wants to, put people from his hometown in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I felt like was going on. And it's not, and it wasn't because, Andrew hasn't been watching me for, you know, months and months. Andre came to him, and, you know, obviously, I'm speculating, but how I feel is Andre came to him and was like, yo, I think we could get this kid a deal. You know, I'll get this percent, you get this percent, and, you know, if something happens from it, great. If not, we got our, our check. And, you know, they can say whatever they want, and maybe it's different. You know, I don't I – don't, honestly, Andrew sat me down at Atlantic and told me that we were trying to get Andre out of the equation. He said Andre didn't know music business. He wasn't somebody that, you know, knew what he was doing, and so – I said, okay, I agree. I didn't know how to tell Andre that because I knew he was going to hurt his feelings. So then Andrew came up with this day-to-day manager position that Andre was going to have. And so I asked Andre, what's the day-to-day manager? He's like, oh, you know, bro, I'm going to make sure you get to your studio sessions. And I'm like, oh, I'm not that busy. Like, I can get my – I have a a, a, – on my phone, I can set an alarm for me to go to my sessions. I'm like, I don't need to be day-to-day managed. And so, you know, I don't know if Andrew wasn't able to tell him, like, yo, like, you know, you're not really fit for this, like, you don't qualify for this job or whatever, but um, Andrew was the one telling me that, you know, let's cut Andre out of the equation because he doesn't really know what's going on. And so they ended up getting into a fight when, when you know, I talked about that. So, you know, they weren't really speaking, whatever. Andre went back to, to Denver, and that's how it was. And so Andrew was trying to get it to just be me, him, and Brandon Kitchen. And I was more on board with that than having Andre in the equation because I honestly felt like Andre was just trying to take money from me. And that's just real. Like, I, you know, I, that's how I felt. And I'm not going to hold back saying that because obviously, 
he's not, you know, going to hold back on anything he wants to say. So, but I that's mean, how if someone felt. gets you in front of those people, I mean, it, even if it is about the money, I mean, like, there's yeah, still, it's a finder's they, fee, they, though. They there's a finder's fee. It doesn't mean you 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 collect on my whole career. Right. It means if you if you wanted five percent off of that hundred thousand, and then he goes his own way, we could have worked something out with that. But that's not what he was asking for. He's asking for the finder's fee off the top of the advance, and then any money I make going forward. And that's not really how it works. Like, honestly, if somebody introduces the, uh, an artist to somebody and they get a deal, a lot of times they do get a finder's fee, whether it's a 5 or 10% off that, off that advance. But that doesn't mean that they're then a big part of your career the whole way. They just found an artist, brought them to the label, and they got a check for it. The label got their check, the artist gets their check, and then that's it. That doesn't mean you're my manager now or you're part of the creative process or anything like that. So I was more than willing to give Andre a finder's fee, and I also countered their management offer and said, Andre, I'm not going to pay you for anything I make, but I said I will give you money, break you off a, a percentage of any plays you bring to me that make me money. I'll right. break you off for that. And that's not what they wanted. They wanted everything. So yeah. that's well, it. Shit, man. Thank you for coming in. Uh you know, clearing the air. Yeah, we don't do yeah. we don't do the chatty patty shit. But I felt it was only right to get your. No, yeah, but too. I just really want people to know, like artists, to know, like if you get put in front of that situation, it could be the best thing in your life for sure. Don't you know? Don't think, oh, Tripper didn't sign his deal. I shouldn't sign my deal. You might have something that works for you, but yeah. take care of yourself. Like, don't worry about if the dude standing next to you is getting a check. Don't worry about you know that shit. Whatever. Make sure at the end of the day, you're good. You can go home, take care of your family, take care of your responsibilities, and you feel comfortable in the situation you're in, and you so, know, you'll know you be straight. So what are some of the red flags that you that you learned that artists should be aware of? So I, I think you said one, like power of attorney. Yeah, power of attorney, accounts. having access to your bank accounts. Um, you know, if people are pressuring you into doing something quick, you know, record deals aren't quick. It takes... Sometimes months and months for people to work out exactly the, the, you know, ins and outs of it. So, you know, if somebody's trying to put you into something in a, in a week's time, like, there's a red flag right there. Nothing should be rushed. Like, especially if you're a young artist, you got your whole life ahead of you. So I don't know why one week or two months would matter. But um, that kind of stuff. Also, you know, anybody that's, that, you know, um, says that they want to have, you know, um, be able to have creative, you know, control in in your process because for me that was a big thing for me because nobody you know it's kind of like the you wasn't with me shooting in the gym like right, right, those right. people weren't there when i was you know really grinding it out finding myself finding my sound and stuff so yeah. um you know nobody should have control over your artistry except you as what i believe and not to say that you know i wouldn't sign a deal you know at any time i'm not saying i'm strictly independent whatever but um yeah, I mean, you just got to know what's right for you and, and know what's right. not. So it's big things coming up for you in the future, man. Keep on grinding. I feel like you're just, just getting started. Yeah, for sure. But on yeah. top of all that, man, because I was 23, like, you have plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. On top of all that, what would be the one piece of knowledge you leave with the world? Man, one piece of knowledge. Um, Man. I don't know. I feel like I just dropped a lot of knowledge. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. No, but, uh, I almost just left it because you did. <laughs> but shit. No, I mean, I guess, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, make sure that, you know, when you go to sleep at night, you got nothing weighing on your conscience. You got no regrets. Um, and, you know, because I've, I've been through 
plenty of situations and in my life today I have no regrets on where I'm at or the things I've done so um, just make sure that you know you can live with yourself and look yourself in the mirror each day and, and know exactly who you are right. and be yourself and don't let people push you into not you know trying to be something you're not so hell yeah, yeah. as far as social media how can people find you reach out to you uh, Instagram at Tripper Jones is three P's T-R-I-P-P-P-E-R Jones, um, Twitter, Tripper Jones, SoundCloud's Tripper Jones. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not many of me, so you should be able to f- find it pretty easy. All right, man. Well, shit, we definitely appreciate you coming through, giving us your story, giving us your side of everything. And we appreciate you, bro, y'all. Yeah, Make some noise for Tripper Jones. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Life is all podcast. I'm Graffiti. And I'm still faithful to all the black queens out there. <laughs> In case y'all forgot. Skirt. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water. Vitamin water. Regular water. Vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water. Vitamin water. Regular water. Vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.